Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? This has been a very, very busy week for Southern Baptist News. It really has, and a real mix. We've got trustee meeting reports, we've got a committee that just got named, we've got kind of some tough stories, I guess, a lot of yes. sort of... That's a fair adjective to use. And unique, like about individual situations, some of which we've talked about uh, on the podcast before, but just kind of new developments. And so all converging at once. And there's more coming next week. Yes. So, because I, I know, it's April. It's April. Because it's April. And I know that you have trustee meeting as, week, as well next week. Uh, we do. This is a really busy, it's a busy time. It's very odd. Our, um, you know, the, the calendars are, are such that, you know, trustee meetings have to fall at, at a certain time. And it just happened that it converges with Easter. So uh, we're going to have Easter Sunday and then go straight into a trustee meeting. So it makes for a very busy week. But first to jump into the news this week, big news from, I, I guess, can we say out of Bellevue or I guess out of Nashville? Um, but the, Out the of the dateline, SBC, out of the whole yeah. country. Yes, out of the whole, that's true, out of the whole country. Yes. With the Dateline Phoenix, the appointments to the Southern Baptist Convention's Committee on Committees were announced this week by SBC President Steve Gaines. Chairing the committee will be Randy Davis, who's the Executive Director of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board right here yep. in Brentwood. Right there in your backyard. So he's a uh, he's been the state exec there in Tennessee for a while. He's no stranger to Southern Baptists. Of course, it, like us, uh, many of you will look through this list and you'll see people that you recognize. And then you'll see a lot of names maybe you don't. Typically, I can always recognize uh, the names and the churches from states where I have lived or uh, every now and then uh, there will be a connection. Oh, I, I visited that church once or I knew that person. Um, but it's it's a good thing to look through this to kind of just know. Now, remember, this is not anything that we will vote on. This is the president's prerogative to appoint the committee on committees, and they will do their work in Phoenix uh, to name the committee on nominations and any other, sometimes other standing committees. But this uh, the, this is the the main the main one. So we have the link to the Baptist Press article with all the names. We're, we're actually compiling a a page at SBC this week, which we will unveil in May. Uh, that'll get you ready for the Southern Baptist Convention over in Phoenix, Arizona this year. But uh, a lot of names on there. Like you said, uh, th- I was surprised at how few I knew on here. I recognize, though, a lot of the churches. So uh, a lot of these churches are familiar to many of us in the Southern Baptist Convention. Maybe not the names, but definitely the churches are. So yeah. uh, flip through there, check those out, and uh, maybe you know somebody. I-, I see that the Bobby Wood from the Utah-Idaho Convention is in there. I, I didn't know that the uh, starting striker for the U.S. men's national team was a Southern Baptist, but that's good to know. Um, Nicely done. Not not the same Bobby Wood, maybe? Pro- probably not, but I, I'm, I'm not certain. It's entirely possible. We'll, I we'll can't find really out in Phoenix, I guess, right? I can't really speak um, to it. One name I did recognize, uh, obviously Randy Davis, but Deborah Pearl, whose husband is Bob Pearl. He's a pastor at Birchman Baptist. Bob is a trustee for Lifeway, so one oh, of our trustee cool. wives. 
very is, cool is on here. So yeah, I I saw a few in here. I saw some names I recognized from you know seminary days. I saw one um, in South Carolina. Jim Goodrow has been director of missions in the upstate area for a very very long time. So uh, it's um, Keith's family knows him well, and uh, just a lot of people who have been involved in Southern Baptist life for a long time. So uh, this this looks like a great list. Yeah, we should get another committee or two before the month is over. I think the uh, the Committee on Nominations report is coming. Uh, maybe not committees, I guess, but the, the Nominations Committee. Right. Uh, and also, Barry let it slip this week, Amy. Yes. You're back. Yes. The team, the, the gang is getting back together. Yes. So uh, Amy Whitfield has been named the lead assistant parliamentarian. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> That's not how it works? No. Okay. Just in my mind, I guess. No, but um, Amy, Amy will be joining again with Adam Greenway and Craig Colbreth. Uh, Adam's from Kentucky. Craig's from Florida. Yes. Uh, Amy, obviously from North Carolina, and they'll be teaming up to uh, to assist Barry McCarty in parliamentary duties yes. at the Phoenix Annual Meeting. I, I am very excited, looking forward to it. It was such a good experience, and part of that experience was working uh, with those three fine gentlemen, and uh, all just very talented. And I enjoyed, uh, it was the first time for me to meet um, Craig Colbreth, and I thought he was just a delight. So uh, a lot of fun. We all have kind of our different responsibilities, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we get those same assignments back uh, this year. But I can't wait. All right. Well, congratulations, Amy. I know that you are looking forward to that this June. All right, moving over to the trustee reports. Got trustees reports last week from... Midwestern. Uh, Gateway also held theirs, but their report didn't come into this week. So we have four trustees meetings to report on this week. Number one, in Louisville at Southern Seminary, Steve Gaines has been named a visiting professor, a new visiting professorship in honor of Herschel Hobbs, about whom Dr. Gaines wrote his PhD. And uh, kind of a big thesis. deal. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Gaines will be joining the faculty at Southern as the Herschel H. Hobbs Visiting Professor of Christian Preaching. Uh, which honors the uh, former Southern Baptist president and the chairman of the, the committee that revived the Baptist faith and message in 1963. That's correct. Uh, yeah, so that that trustee meeting uh, seems like it went well. A lot of other things, some um, faculty elections, uh, obviously budget, you know, passed, uh, things like that, things that you just sort of do every time. But that visiting professor establishment was was kind of the big news coming out of that one. Yep, fifty one point six million dollar budget at Southern, which is just staggering. Yeah, seven point five percent from the current budget this year, so uh, increase. So uh, just things can continue to grow up there in Louisville. Uh, moving over to Southwestern, they have a name change for the college at Southwestern now known as Scarborough College, as it is being named for L.R. Scarborough. That's correct. L.R. Scarborough, Lee Rutland Scarborough, he's the seminary's second president, and uh, he was a professor of evangelism, very well known. So they launched all sorts of exciting things, new logo, everything, and they've even got a mascot. Oh. The Lions. Okay. Yeah, so just... It fits kind of with the chair of fire, a lion, I mean, it, it kind of... Right, because the Scarborough yeah. Chair of Evangelism is the, they call it the, the chair, chair of fire. Of fire. So yeah. uh, all just the whole whole nine yards. Um, yeah, he was president there for 28, 29 years, 1914 to 1942. So yeah, really Big took, impact. took it out of its infancy and really stewarded it 
and, and set it up for the success that it's had over Big the years. Big impact, so it makes sense. Um, but then the another item that was kind of a big deal, they renamed uh, the Global Theological Innovation Patterson Center for uh, GTI. So this is their program where they have strategic partnerships with seminaries and Baptist conventions um, in in other countries. Yep, 137 GTI partnerships in 58 nations on five continents. So, yeah. Pretty incredible. Yep, and then also uh, they're past a budget uh, of about $36 million as well for uh, the next fiscal year and promoted a few faculty members, one of whom I knew, uh, Doug Wood, was uh, promoted to Professor of Education and Worship. Doug was one of my wife's favorite professors at Southwestern and actually was on staff with her at a church in Katy, Texas, at one time. Very cool. Well, I actually looked at the list and thought, well, one of those I know. Uh, so also promoted to a full professor was John Lang in systematic theology and philosophy. My first job when I moved to um, Louisville, Kentucky at Southern Seminary was to work in the PhD office there. And uh, there was only one other person, uh, one other staff member working in the PhD office for Dr. Craig Blazing, who's at Southwestern. And uh, so my coworker was John Lang, and uh, we were we were there with the the D-Men office and extension centers, kind of all of us together. But John and I were the uh, the two people that worked in the PhD office, and we became good friends with he and his wife uh, Stefana. So exciting to see him make full professor. All right, real quick for those who may not understand the different levels of assistant, associate, and full professor. Uh, give us that quick distinction, Amy. Uh, so basically, I mean, it's just kind of the three the three levels. So when a faculty member has completed their PhD, they're usually named an assistant professor. So when it's before they've completed their PhD, you'll see them as maybe instructor. Assistant professor is usually kind of the first entry. Kind of entry level? Right. Okay. And so then uh, the next level is associate professor and then full professor. Now, after that, a lot of schools have different practices on how someone becomes a senior professor and what senior professors do if that is at retirement time or if that's before, you know, there are lots of, lots of distinctions, but making full professor, that's kind of a big deal. That's, that's like you, you've sort of hit the, the, um, the pinnacle in yes. And so every school is different in how long it might take or exactly what all is required to move from one uh, position to the next. But, I would I would say the move from associate professor to full professor is uh, it's it's a big deal. All right. Well, congratulations to all of those at Southern and Southwestern uh, on those moves. Uh, yes. Moving over to the West Gateway Seminary, they dedicated their Bay Area campus last week as part of their trustee meeting. That's kind of cool. Yeah, don't get to dedicate many campuses very often, you know. Yeah, and uh, this was interesting. They. It says they were fulfilling the, the first line of the article says fulfilling a promise that the institution would not abandon its presence there. So this is just a, a reminder, you know, even though they moved, they didn't completely leave the Bay Area. So they wanted the, they, they wanted to fulfill the need there and still have something. Uh, so they built a campus. Obviously it's a lot smaller than what, um, than, than what they had had. Because as they relocated and took the bulk of their campus to the to the the Ontario location, they they then prepared to have a campus in the Bay Area to impact that region. Yeah, it's in the Fremont uh, area of uh, the San Francisco, right around in San Francisco in the Bay Area, though. So in Fremont, California, 
Yeah. And uh, so they dedicated that and opened up that new uh, Bay Area campus yeah, and in this is, Northern is, California. Yeah. And this is a really great story in Baptist Press just about kind of how it happened and how um, how they got the property. So it's uh, it's pretty neat. We'll have that link in the show notes. Finally, down at New Orleans, we don't have a full recap as of yet uh, every time of recording, but uh, there are some highlights. Uh, that New Orleans posted on their Facebook page and on Twitter as well. And, I, you know, they kind of started coming out last night. Uh, but Dr. Steve Limke is now the Institutional Assessment Vice President at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And that means that Dr. Norris Grubbs is now the provost, effective August 1. So effective August 1st this year, Dr. Norris Grubbs will assume the duties as provost at New Orleans uh, they also made it uh, official with Dr. Jonathan Key being named the VP for Institutional Development. And Dr. Adam Hughes and Jamie Killian were added to the faculty as well. Uh, Hughes, Killian, and Key have all been at New Orleans. Dr. Hughes is actually the dean of the chapel down there. So this was just kind of making things official. And then also they approved a Ph.D. in apologetics for the school. Very cool. Yep. So hopefully we'll have a full write-up with uh, more details next week. Uh, on the show here. And we should also have a full write-up from next week's Southeastern Seminary uh, Report. Yes, uh, for our, our trustee meeting and Global Missions Week, uh, the, there'll be something from that too. And uh, so lots going on and uh, we'll be ready to share. All right. Some sad news. We, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, the the bus crash at First Baptist New Bronzeville uh, that uh, had taken the lives of 13 people on the church van there at First Baptist New Bronzeville. Uh, the wife of the bus driver was found deceased in her home this week, Diane Barrett. Uh, the cause of death at this time is unknown, but that was just kind of a little update to that story, uh, an unfortunate and sad update as well. Be in prayer for First Baptist New Bronzeville. And then another story in Texas, the Texas Foster Care Ministry, uh, Texas Baptist Home for Children, has been accused of uh, sexual abuse. A lawsuit was filed this past week. Uh, on behalf of seven children alleging serious medical and other neglect as well as sexual and physical abuse. And that suit was filed April 5th over in Tarrant County, which is in the Fort Worth area. So uh, the Texas Baptist Home for Children is an affiliated ministry of the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. The suit does name the SBTC as a co-defendant, and they have representation on the Texas Baptist Home for Children trustee board and provide funding to the ministry according to the lawsuit. So kind of keep an eye out on this. Some uh, some sad news uh, out of Texas this week. Yeah, just a tough, tough time for them, uh, for sure. And then some strange news from Alabama. Uh, the governor of Alabama, we mentioned a few times here on the podcast, uh, it was a member in uh, Baptist Church in the Tuscaloosa area, and uh, he has resigned this past week. Alabama State Baptist President John Tweet and others are calling for uh, a time of prayer for Governor Bentley, as well as for the state as they uh, pick up the pieces from his resignation, stemming from an inappropriate relationship with a staffer, as well as his divorce from his wife back in 2015. Yeah, uh, this is big news, obviously, certainly in the state of Alabama. And we talk, we've talked about it several times. He was you know, a member of Southern Baptist Church. And so I think it seems like it kind of closes the story from a public standpoint, Obviously, uh, things like this, there's a lot more fallout to deal with. But it seems like John Thweet, you know, had some kind of definitive words about it. We just need to be in prayer. All right. And finally, over in Alabama as well, 
uh, Richard Sheehan, who had been on staff at First Baptist Church of Birmingham. He was arrested back in January 2014 and the death of his wife, Karen, uh, when she was found stabbed to death in their Homewood residence in July of 2013. The case has been dropped against uh, Richard Sheehan. And uh, just some some strange stuff going on in this soul. This story. is weird. This is a, I I don't even know what to say except we'll drop the link in the show notes. And it's just a it's just weird. Yes, I don't there's know a what, lot going on here. I didn't know. I wasn't sure what I thought about the story to begin with. Now I'm not sure what I think about the story at this point. But it's kind of crazy. There's a lot in there. Yes, it's there's a lot crazy. in there. So so. But that's going to do it for us. A busy week in the SBC as far as news goes. That's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. So this was a really big week in the history of um, Southern Baptist Missions. Because uh, in 1850, on April 12th, Adoniram Judson uh, was 61 years old. He died at sea. Adoniram Judson, most people know, is uh, often considered to be the first Protestant missionary sent from North America. Now, that's not exactly uh, it's not exactly the case because we've uh, I think we've talked about this before. George Lyle uh, went to Jamaica before Adoniram Judson went to Burma. But Adoniram Judson's been known for a very, very long time for his uh, for his work in Burma and for his role sort of in Baptist history. One of the very interesting things about him is that he did not he was not sent out. Obviously, those who have dug into the history a little bit already know this, but we may have some listeners that, that haven't tracked the whole story. He was not sent out as a Baptist. He went out as a Congregationalist. And he's at sea, he and his wife and um, Lisa Rice, and they're on their way and they know that they're going to run into William Carey's group. They're going to run into Baptists where they are headed. And so they start kind of preparing to discuss the issue of baptism. So they start reading uh, to, to kind of defend their position that they were holding at the time. And as they were reading and studying, they changed their minds. Hmm. So they sort of leave as uh, congregationalists. They get there. And uh, by the time they got to India, they were Baptists. Wow. So uh, then they were baptized uh, by some of the missionaries that were already there. This happened for Adoniram Judson and his wife, Anne. Uh, it also uh, was the same process for Luther Rice, but they had kind of an issue because they had been sent by a Congregationalist Mission Board. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So they sent a letter of, um, they, they sent them back a letter of resignation and they hmm. kind of explained what happened. They knew they were giving up their support, but they stayed uh, to reach to reach the people there. So Luther Rice actually went back uh, to deliver the letter and then he came back to America. And of course that's a name that's known to a lot of people. And he uh, did a lot of work to try and raise, uh, to try and raise funds. So this was actually, they were in India, but then they uh, were forced to leave and they went to Burma um, at, at that point. But they have an incredible story. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of fruit uh, in their mission work. In 1850, uh, when he died, it was it, it was estimated that the mission they had established had baptized over 8,000 people, 
had translated the entire Bible into Burmese language and had printed and distributed thousands of tracts and had planted Christianity in Burma. So he was, uh, so he was considered the first Baptist missionary to be sort of supplied and supported, uh, from America because Luther Rice did get, get support as he went around. But he had gotten ill and so he wanted to be put on a, on a ship because thought, thought that his health might improve, but it didn't. And so Mm. he died and was buried at sea. Uh, So we sit today with sort of the missions movement where it is and our role in it. And in some ways, much of it began with Adoniram Judson. And uh, so this is, you know, uh, certainly sad uh, that that his life ended, but it's amazing when uh, you look back at everything that happened uh, in the mission that he had gone to fulfill. And uh, so it all happened this week in SBC history. All right. Well, whenever you convert to Roman Catholicism, that's called swimming the Tiber, right? Right. And then converting to Anglican is Canterbury Trail. Canterbury Trail. Canterbury Trail. So maybe converting to Baptist would be, you know, sail the Indian Sailing, Sailing to India. Sailing the Indian Ocean to convert. No, that doesn't really have the right ring to it. Um, you keep working on that, I'll and, keep, okay. I'll and keep maybe doing that. and maybe it'll catch on if you keep saying it. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. Sailing the Indian, I, this doesn't it doesn't really. Can you just say work. sailing to India? I think you could just yeah, say sailing to India. You say walk the Canterbury Trail, sailing to yeah. India. You can't say sailing the Indian Ocean because there is an Indian that's, Ocean, which is maybe he was on that, but. It just well, I mean, that's they had to use, they had to get there. It doesn't somehow. work. It doesn't work. I don't like it. We All need right. to okay. come up. Yeah, keep working. I'll go back to the drum. I'll go back to the drum. It fits really well with the story, and yeah. so it's going to take a lot of work to get it to catch on, though. Yeah, yeah, a little too much work. Uh, but Judson and Luther Rice both honored with uh, the as the namesakes of a couple of Southern Baptist colleges. Yes. Judson down in uh, Alabama, Luther Rice in Georgia. And yes. also, uh, you mentioned William Carey in Mississippi. So, yes. So maybe one day there'll be a Whitfield College. Um, I think there. Well, there are some at least schools, uh, but they're not named after us. It's George Whitfield, and as far as I know, and, and no, no relation. Spelled differently, so no relation. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is the Gospel for Life series uh, from. Andrew Walker, as well as Dr. Russell Moore. A few of those uh, have dropped some new versions of those, so I'm going to put the links to the entire series in there. I recommend uh, the entire series of these Gospel for Life. They're really short books on the gospel and parenting, the gospel and work, the gospel and pornography, the gospel and same-sex marriage, the gospel and religious liberty, uh, with more coming. So uh, the little short little books help you process all these issues in light of the gospel. And Amy, your resource of the week is... All right, mine is an interesting book, which I haven't read yet. So I need to give full disclosure that I haven't read it. I It got my attention. Potential resource. It got my attention. I don't even know. Um, I, I can't even remember where I saw it. It's a book called Mere Civility. And uh, the subtitle is Disagreement and the Limits of Toleration. So it's about um, civil discourse. But here's the interesting thing about it. So I've got, I've ordered it. I have it sitting on a stack. I don't know anything about the author, anything like that. The interesting thing is, um, it does not seem to be, the author doesn't seem to have, um, 
about his background uh, as as best I can tell. Uh, it's Teresa Bejan, Associate Professor of Political Theory in the Department of Politics and International Relations at the University of Oxford. But the um, the example that she seems to use and do her study of uh, in sort of an appeal to civility is Roger Williams. Does Roger Williams ring a bell to you at all? Not really. So Roger Williams was basically the first Baptist in America. Really? Really. All right. Yeah, he really was. He was the first, and he was also the first person in America to call for um, freedom of religion. But he he founded the First Baptist Church of Providence, Rhode Island, which was the very first Baptist church in America. I'm actually excited because ETS, uh, the Evangelical Theological Society meeting in November, is going to be in Providence. And so I'm going to be able to see the First Baptist Church of Providence, Rhode Island, which Broadus Chapel at Southern Seminary is modeled after it. So when I walk oh, in, yeah, I'm yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. I'm in Broadus Chapel. But it, but Roger Williams was the founder of First Baptist Church of Providence, Rhode Island. So he oh, was, gotcha. Yeah, so he was the first Baptist in America. Now, if you track his story at all, you'll know he actually didn't stay a Baptist for a super long time, but he's sort of a big deal in our history um, as American Baptists. So it's kind of intriguing, and I will say that I I haven't done a lot of deep you know study of Roger Williams. I've never heard of him as a model for civil discourse. Definitely um, for his stand on the freedom of religion. But it's really interesting. She makes the case that a lot of uh, appeals to civility follow Thomas Hobbes or John Locke. Um, but she looks to uh, Roger Williams. So I, I just thought this was kind of fascinating that this professor at Oxford would want to do a, a study. Uh, would want to do a study on civility and would kind of look to someone um, in American history with a role like that. So, like I said, I got it and uh, have it on my stack. So that's going to be my resource of the week. And I would also like to do a follow-up on one that you had a few weeks back. I got my She Reads Truth Bible. I love it. Yes. Everybody's loving it. I love it. And so... I just want to do sort of an encore of that as like a second one to say wholeheartedly recommend the She Reads Truth Bible. It's incredible. All right. Well, there you go. I was looking up Williams College while you were talking to see if it was named possibly after him. Yes. It was not. So. Well, Williams College is in like Arkansas. Massachusetts. Oh. No. Mass- no. The one in Massachusetts. The Haystack oh. Prayer Meeting one. Oh, that yeah. One. Yeah. Not him. Okay. Colonel Ephraim Williams. Yeah. So wrong Williams guy. is kind of a common name. So that's going to do it for us this week. A lot more, I'm sure, coming the rest of this month. Uh, we got our 100th episode coming in two weeks. Yes. Excited about that. Got some surprises about that one as well. So uh, still hammering down the details of that one. I'm excited about a potential really, really cool interview uh, that we can have for that one. So be sure to join us the week of April the 28th for our 100th episode. We'll be together in studio in North Carolina because uh, Dr. Ren will be giving a a lecture series that week. So yeah, looking, forward looking forward to that. To that. Looking, yep. And I'm looking forward to having a, a very special guest on the podcast that week as well. So Amy, happy Easter. Happy Easter. All the best with trustee meeting. Thank you. And don't eat all the barbecue in North Carolina because I'll be there next week. All right. <laughs> so save some for me. We'll do. There's plenty of barbecue to go around. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. So yes. 
All right. Well, did I, did you know that Carolina barbecue is my favorite? I didn't. Did you know that I like almost all barbecue and don't get well, into Well, I'm the, the same whole... way. Yeah. But, I mean, if I had to pick, I'd go Carolina. So. Yep. I think I barbecue. Our listeners, at, our listeners in, in Kansas City are probably sackcloth and ashes I'm now. I'm just generally a fan of barbecue. There's one style that I don't care for uh, at all. Ooh. But I'm going to not name that. Because As to not I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. Everybody's got to have something that, you know, but I'll eat it if I'm in that area. But Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.